0: Hello and welcome to another episode of our generation on air my name is alex bullamore and this week is the long-awaited return of dan lambert dan welcome back thank you good to be back lovely to have you back on uh and you know you've picked a good week to come back if there's any you know the When starting a QPR podcast, I did wonder, is there going to be points where we've got like a real lack of things to talk about? But no, QPR tend to do something stupid or on the rare occasions fun and interesting um, to keep us going. Um, Let's talk, though, first about breaking news. And it's not really breaking news anymore. It's about over two hours old. But at the time of recording, Andre Dezel is set to go to Birmingham on loan and it's fair to say Dan it it, uh, I don't want to say caught me off guard because caught me off guard sounds disappoint makes me sound disappointed I'm not necessarily disappointed I've got a few questions about what what why and what this sort of means for us but you know Dazelle might not be playing for us for the rest of this season It's, it's at least an interesting turn events isn't it
1: yeah, um, it, I mean, it took me off guard in the sense that I wasn't expecting to lose a <clears throat> to lose a player on loan, probably with the the lack of depth we've got and uh, lack of money. But I remember uh, Sifuentes, I think after the Watford game, um, saying something about his job's head, his role as the the head coach, not the um, not the kind of like director of football. So it's not his role to to be creative with like the finances. So I guess. This this deal kind of kind of represents that there'll be a loan fee, maybe an obligation or an option. Um, I'm not I'm not upset about it. I don't really. I think my opinions on Desert over the last couple of seasons on this podcast have been well documented. Um, he's good technically on his day, but the day doesn't come very often. Um, <laughs> it's, it's the truth. It's the truth. That's so, that's um, you know that is definitely the truth. Yeah, and I. I think I mean Birmingham aren't I don't know how many points ahead of us they are. They're in a much better position and they've got Mowbray and but um I imagine there's probably a bit more luxury to kind of have that kind of diesel in midfield where I don't know, he he's got he's got clear weaknesses that you can't play really play him in like a midfield two for us. Um, or at least I don't think so. I don't know. I I, I think I think it's a it's a it's a fine deal, you know? if we can use some of that loan fee to to get a loan in ourselves or bring someone else in. I mean, we've got Dixon Bonner, who's not even always starting at the minute, and you've got Colback on Field and, uh, as the as the kind of starting two. So it's not... I'm not really upset about it. I don't really think he's been brilliant for us. Um, yeah. That's yeah, he's of...
0: def- definitely a player who's flattered to the sea a few times. Obviously, there's the... Uh, <clears throat> you're going back quite a few years, but his most notable... Moment will be the assist against Cardiff, which you know I was there that's for. The only, which... That's not the only moment, is it? He scored, it's not the he only moment, but it is one of the most,
2: Quite one over-hyped. of the most
0: significant. It, yeah, definitely overhyped. I mean, it was, it was, it was, you know, it's good, good football oh, good part, in the moment, but like
1: overhyped in the sense that um, it's kind of been the most notable thing he's done in his three years here. Yes, um,
0: absolutely. He did score a good goal earlier on this season, didn't he? Against Middlesbrough. Yeah. Um, But look, I just had a quick look through the stats, you know, nothing too in depth, but he's made 98 appearances for QPR, scored two goals and got three
1: assists. Uh, This season, you need need more numbers as a midfielder in our team than that.
0: Absolutely. You need more numbers than that. That's like defensive midfielder, sort of. That should be a season, not really three seasons. you know, that's that's not good enough unfortunately, uh, 25 appearances this season, and he's, you know, to kind of highlight how even though you, you, you have mentioned there's a little shred of depth there in the club, in the fact that you've got Dixon, Bonner, Field, and Colback, he has started all of Cifuentes' games apart from Stoke, Rotherham, and Watford.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't so,
0: that. he was on the bench for Watford and he wasn't in the squad for Stoke or Rotherham. I think he was suspended for Rotherham after Leicester, not sure it might be a knock whatever for Stoke but you know he's still been a key player in Sifuentes team he was a key player in Ainsworth's team all of a sudden there's a lot of minutes just to disappear from the side there having said that like you say there's hopefully you know pure speculation at this point because this has come from John Percy of the Telegraph and all it is, is a tweet and it's not even a big tweet it's a tiny little tweet just saying that he's He's, I'd say say he's a reliable source, though, isn't he? No, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not doubting yeah, 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 that he, some, um, yeah. the 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 source. He, it's prob- it's definitely true if if yeah. he, this guy's saying it. Just saying from the point of view of like an obligation or a a permanent oh, yeah, move yeah, right, sort yeah. of thing. We don't know what could come out of it at this point. Um, I think if
1: it was if it was a flat loan, I'd be a bit more. I'd be a bit bit underwhelmed. Um, I think
0: he is one to... of the players that has his contract up this summer. So oh, we've all, I summer. think,
1: oh, I believe so. Summer. Oh, okay. Does he have so an like, option? Have option.
0: The Lee who's three plus one. Well, I'm That's just, a... I'm just.
1: I'd imagine it depends. I mean, if there's, if it's a flat loan, I'd assume probably wouldn't have an option. I think if it's, if if it has an option or obligation from Birmingham's point of view, I imagine we've taken that year up because otherwise it'd be a bit um, nonsensical, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Um. Maybe it's just, you know, trying to get what you can maybe like you said maybe it's a creative one okay just looking at the original article from june 21 the midfielder has agreed a three-year deal while the club also has a further year option
1: okay so yeah
0: so it is the classic lee hughes three plus one um yep so you know (laughs) it's it's a bit crazy it's actually been three years at Dazel already because, like, you know, because he doesn't quite... I know you say, like, you would be convinced enough not to play him in a midfield too, but even in a midfield three, like, you're still, like, uncertain at times what exactly does he bring to games? What's his, you know, what's he actually good at? You know, for a really cringy way to say it, what's his unique selling point? Like, why do you want Andre Dezel in your team?
2: Yeah, it's a fair fair point.
0: Nearly a hundred games, you still don't know.
1: I think I think I think I mean I've said this before, but I think the fact he's not really the quickest for a midfielder these days. And I think the game's kind of well, it's always evolving, but the game, like I think at this level now it's the 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 need for like having a mobile centre mid is kind of like the the non starter, if that makes sense. Because otherwise your midfield's gonna get overrun in games, and we've seen before where he's been overrun or he doesn't pick up a runner or so he hasn't really kind of moulded his game into kind of a all-rounded midfielder. Um, not that his the aim was, but kind of we knew he had the technical ability. We kind of, we always kind of question, can he do like the defensive side and kind of the, the basics at, at this level?
0: Of course, you know, you, I don't think we're his biggest fan from watching him on the pitch. But after our interview with him, I don't think you were the biggest fan of him
1: no, after you, that either. You have reminded me that because now, now I want him gone.
0: <laughs> oh that was fun times uh apparently look at you know wages right is i'm never quite sure whether to trust you know people on twitter and stuff like that and even the websites that exist out there that claim to know the wages they they you just look at three different websites and there's you know fluctuation massively in between each one you know some some were saying that he was one of the highest he is the highest earner at the clubs or something like that which I don't you know now I certainly don't believe but according to at least three websites I looked at they've all been convincing in that he's on more money than Ilias Chair
1: more money
0: than based on their estimations
2: I think he's, he's on.
0: on I, think, I don't think he's like he's on about eleven thousand. Yeah, I'd have him. I'd have him is about six thousand five hundred.
1: Sort of upper echelons are six thousand. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I would never trust um, what these websites on on wages. I I think I'd imagine Dazelle's on around. If I was to estimate, it'd be around ten ten k. um uh, I don't know if he's more on more than chair though, considering chair has had quite a few uh, long contracts recently. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we'll be put. Uh, what's the word? Um, there'll be a bit of uh, room in the the kind of wage bill when we let him go on loan. Considering uh, what well, it depends on if Birmingham are going to pay his full wages or not as well. So
0: that's the other thing as well, isn't there's
1: it? All, there's all all these type of factors that unless unless a reliable source from Birmingham or more QPR's and in the in the press kind of. Uh, dissects the deal, then we 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 really won't know until there's any movement, maybe from our our end.
0: All I'll say, I think, is that don't no one should be getting ahead of themselves here. Like th- this no. is this this is something that's come for for us fans at least. This is something that's come very much out of the blue. They you know might have been working on this behind the scenes at the club for a while. You don't know, yeah, so you know there's no point. Sort of assuming that because of this we're going to get a a striker in, and you know what it doesn't guarantee success either. Like right? I know,
1: crushing my dream need
0: Improvement. Oh, you know, well, it's just the nature of this podcast and just the nature. I know, you know, we in reality we do need strengthening and we do need a bit of fresh ideas, fresh fresh player from somewhere. Just for even for a little bit would improve us, but. I wouldn't be getting all hopeful because of this, because in reality, we have one sellable asset, <laughs> two maybe. No. The rest are players that I don't think many clubs would come near on a permanent deal. So,
1: no, well, like I like I said on the, I think it was the group chat the other day. I mean, it was towards the 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 Dykes rumors, which were like complete um fabrications. Complete... Yeah, because it was on Dark's partner of the clubs. But I did say that um we're at the point where we've already announced publicly that we can't spend unless we sell. So we're already in a on the back from a negotiation
0: foot. standpoint. Yeah. You are yeah. not you're backing yeah.
1: yourself into a corner there, aren't you? I can see I can see why they've said it because the new the new guy has come in giving the fans transparency. You know, any club that gives fans transparency, the fans automatically love it. But um I do also think that we probably haven't helped ourselves in the fact that we've revealed it publicly because it's not really good. Like Andre Diesel going on loan. I don't know if he was going to go on a permanent or not, but clubs can like, probably inquire for our players on loan a bit more than, than like outright buy them, if that makes sense. So yeah, I think, yeah, I think we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot at the same time by revealing that um, publicly, but you know, we might not even do any business, so it might not even affect us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking about sort of like transfer business and that sort of thing I was thinking the other day about the possession of chair and Willock and you know their, their output in the side recently and the fact that we are in January and would you know would a club be tempted to come in knowing that we are in dire financial straits would a club be tempted to kind of chuck us a small amount of money to try and persuade them to give them chair um, you know it would probably be a bit of an exaggeration because I know there was links of Leicester and Leeds at the start of the season for chair, which obviously didn't materialise. Would you know it? It wouldn't probably wouldn't be that kind of level of club. I'd imagine it would be sort of someone on the verge of the playoffs, going for them, trying to find that you know extra little buzz that might push them on. But realistically, how much do you think they they would be willing to part? to gain monetary wise to see it's chair or will
1: it leave? Um, probably considering the fact we're not going to spend with all the, the, the cycle, the three-year cycle and that we probably want a bit more with the, the, the current position where I'm just because of the desperation. Um, yeah, I think it'd have to, it'd have to be a, probably a, a, a bid that we can't refuse to, to turn down if that makes sense. Um, I just don't think we're, we're, we'll probably sell them anyway because of the fact that there's no chair in the team as we've we've seen previously. There's just there's just nothing. Um, maybe I think, maybe I apart think from Paul in Smith reality, but...
0: yeah, in, in in reality, chair. I think you, you it has to be something massive. I think they would cash in on Willock in an instant. Yeah, because because...
1: possibly. We still don't know what's happening with him doing because you can no. he can talk to clubs and stuff.
0: So you know he's. I think he's looking. He just hasn't been the same player since coming back from injury, or whatever the reason is. Whether and I don't, you don't want to speculate about that sort of thing, but he, nah. he's he's had a really rough time of injuries. But he's not the same player that he was beforehand. he hasn't quite got that that zip about him. I mean, he was never the quickest anyway, but he had that energy and the the link up between him and chair was just electric at times. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned him a few. Very briefly there, but QPR gained a new CEO this past week. Uh, Christian Nouri, I think, is how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's 26 years old, uh, which, for context, is just one year older than myself. If you need it, age isn't a problem for these sort of things until suddenly it is. You know, it 26 could at the age of 26, it could be an incredible move. It could be the one of the most brilliant things the club does in the next 10 years or it could just be complete rubbish who knows but if it turns out to be complete rubbish his age will be one of the things that people will point to um he used to work for ritexo and who are they well they were the team of auditors that came in at the start of the season and did an assessment of the club um and they have decided after clearly a lengthy thought process, that uh, they'll put one of their own people forward with for the job of CEO. Um, it nothing necessarily, you know, wrong and dodgy about it, but it doesn't. It's not necessarily an appointment, Dan, that makes you sit comfortably, is it?
1: Um, I don't know. I haven't really looked at that. I know. I know the Way you've explained it, I haven't really, just, haven't really looked at it that way. I kind of see it more as an opportunity personally, just because of the fact that he's had the background of data and analytics. Um, I'm kind of we're, we're, we're bringing more progressive kind of methods into the club. I'm not saying Lee Hoos wasn't doing that, but at that kind of age, I don't think he had that experience of doing it. The fact we had to recruit people to do the kind of um assessments in the summer and stuff like that. So, I think from that standpoint, I'm quite excited and. Quite looking forward to seeing kind of the direction, um, that we could go in. Because uh, one thing he he did uh, discover was Marty Sifuentes as our head coach, and I mean, well, it's he's, not supposedly, supposedly, yes, because
0: cause they, I, uh, you know, was it not after Bill left that we looked at Sifuentes? Then there was like soft links between two clubs, and those sort of from from Sweden, I believe. So does that Possibly. not fit? Because I met you. You and Micah did your uh, deep dive into Sifuentes, and we kind of disappointed in the end when they went with Critchley.
1: Well, it's a very good. It's a very good podcast. In fairness, that one. What um, <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, I uh, the I don't know. I mean, we might have hired them in the past, like to do ad hoc bits. I don't. We don't know who was behind kind of like the the appointments of. Um, richly and all that luck. So i'm pretty i'm pretty sure i remember seeing like west london sport say we'd prior done used another analytics company or something like that i could be totally
0: wrong but well, there was an analytics uh, company at some point brought in by richard riley to try and find a new I think that might been the bill kind of the bill the bill kind of um that was this that was after the um les left in the summer Oh, okay, okay.
1: So that's I think that's,
0: I, is that these guys yeah. or not? I'm not quite sure.
1: Yeah, it might, it probably is. I, I might just be talking absolutely rubbish, but um, yeah, I I just think, I think, I know we'll never know truly if they hired or they, they picked out Sifuentes and stuff like that, but I do think the way recruitment nowadays in football happens, like you've kind of filtered the data stylistically and stuff like that. So I do think they'd have been a part of it. Obviously, they don't get the final sale. I just recommend it to to the club. But I do think that um, this guy knows what he's doing in, in, in the data and analytics. Um, Isn't well, it being just...
0: suggested as well that these guys are kind of specialists in finding sales and purchases of a football club? Oh, did they? Um... Or is that random Twitter speculation? I don't know. I, I, that's, I don't not... know. So that's certainly not something that the club would be sort of putting out there at this point. But there has been a move. I think we've been able to see it from a long way off. That there's a changing of the guard happening at QPR, and it's yeah, not, not just going to be player turnover this time. It's going to be this is going to be like root and branch. Um, I'm just gonna just gonna admit here. What well, something? There we go. Um, so yeah, th- this will be a a pretty big turnaround i think come the summer and uh perfect timing to introduce uh micah Chudley. micah welcome
2: better late than never
0: absolutely uh my you... great
2: enemy my greatest enemy the northern line got the better of me today <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh is that do you have like a kind of like you have a ranking of your least favorite places in the uk is it does the Northern Line sort of sit high up on your
2: least favorite tube lines or public transport links? Um, uh, hard for me. Central Line, especially uh, during Notting Hill Carnival, is awful because there's no, no aircon. But the Northern Line just reminds me of work. So like you, like you know when you do something that reminds you of work on the weekend, and you're just like instantly just depressed for Monday. Yeah. Whenever I, whenever I, whenever I see a Northern Line train, I'm just like automatically like just depressed yeah,
0: i had a go at someone at work this day because i started following him on instagram and he's taking a lot of photos of his car at work and then starts posting them on, his, on his instagram over the weekend so i'm sitting there and i see my workplace and i'm like can <laughs> oh, you not no. do that because I, <laughs> it's that's reminding a, me that i've got to go back there monday morning
2: yeah that's like when someone from work asks you for a favor on the weekend and you're like do you have any decorum it's a saturday i'm watching qpr lose like can you leave me alone
0: <laughs> um you've joined at the perfect time micah for i know your favorite uh topic of debate for qpr uh, new board members um it's one every and week there's one there's one every week and you know this one's a significant one so what were your kind of immediate thoughts seeing this bloke
2: appointed flipping out took your time didn't you rangers um, that was my initial thought. Um, then I was quite sort of impressed by, hard to really call it a CV because I suppose he's kind of done kind of like agency kind of work, hasn't he? Like he's never really been completely affiliated with one club. Mm. Um, then in typical QPR fashion, the uh, the joker in the deck revealed itself, which is that um, we hired his company to do an audit of the football club last April. And here we are. Seven eight months later, and I I guess their main finding is that the managing director of that company should be the club's chief executive, and that that was the that was the only way we could fix it, supposedly. <laughs> um,
0: no yeah. other way. As, as I just said to Dan, it's not necessarily a bad appointment at this point, but it, for me, it's not an appointment that makes me sit comfortably. Like, there's just that sort of like,
2: oh, I don't like this. Yeah, so, no. So let me get this clear. Like, this it, it kind of has the same feel about it to like the Kia Jorbatian days where he was just around the club giving us players. But I think, I think like <laughs> the difference is like this guy is a 26 year old that probably needs disappointment to go well for him. Um, because yeah. well, I think he's the youngest chief exec in football. So I'm not sure the, the kid at Sunderland isn't he like 23 but i'm not sure he's the chief exec i think he's the chairman which is apparently there's a difference i don't know you have to take that up with the telegraph but um not that i read it but um it's it's he obviously needs this to go well like i'm a bit skeptical because like i'm skeptical of everything the owners do and this just seems like a real potential face plant moment in three years time like, god why we do this but like the the work he's done, he's worked with top clubs in Europe. He's clearly got a very strong background in analytics. I don't think you can do as well as you have and be a year older than me without, you know, being really good at your job. Yeah. Um,
0: Ritekso have worked with pretty, you know, big name clients. I mean, it might be the only ones are willing to admit they've worked with. They could have worked with a lot of really small clubs as well. But they've got the likes of Real Madrid, Roma, Anderlecht. And athletic Bilbao, and I believe the Australian A League as well. They worked with them for some reason. um Doesn't necessarily mean that he worked with them, though. But you would, you know, be inclined to think that he would be You'd you imagine, their...
2: this, yeah, you would imagine this like part of his vision, or at least his vision being executed. I know he's not the the. I think Christian Gold. I think his name is is that um is Christian. I can't remember the guy's name, the the CEO of Rotexo, but um, I am led to believe Christian. Oh, I'm getting... Him I know his surname's Gold. G-O-U-L-D. I can't remember the first Mr. Name. Gold. We'll call him that from now on, Mr. Gold. But I, I imagine, you know, it was their visions as such that it was kind of implemented by the company. I mean, like, I, I, I don't necessarily think it's an awful appointment. It's just like, if it goes wrong, it's like, Rangers, you've hired the guy that audited the club to be your chief exec. Like it's well, surely there was thing. a shortlist. Surely there was what, at least one other person.
0: would be <laughs> hilarious. hilarious if
2: it wasn't. Like I could believe. Like with our ownership, I could genuinely like believe they were like, "Oh, you think that's the only solution? Like, we'll, well, we'll do it then." Yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Why was the only other option on the shortlist Mick Bill? Like, why am I looking <laughs> at this? <laughs> okay, Christian, we'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll take you, Yeah. <laughs> He's played us, no. Not being funny. The way the way this ownerships kind of handled the club, it wouldn't surprise me if they were like, "Well, I guess we've got to interview McBeal then." Like, I guess <laughs> we've just got to see what he's got. Someone has anyone got Leon Balligan's number still?
0: <laughs> um, ballsy claim as well. Not even a claim. It's because we know it's true. But ballsy in your first interview, Dan, to come out, especially at a time like this with this particular football club, and say we cannot sign anyone. Like I know there's a caveat there, but come on, like that is brave.
1: Yeah, maybe he was told by someone to say it. He was kind of like that mouthpiece. Um, but yeah, like I said, like I said earlier, I don't know. It's given transparency to the fans, but at the same time, it's kind of shot us in the foot, like with pub- uh, saying it publicly with negotiations. So. Um, yeah, it's definitely ballsy, but I guess he kind of had to put that one out there because that would have been the most pressing, uh, pressing topic.
0: Do you reckon it was Andy Watkins because he keeps on getting tagged in and stuff saying announce player X? feel
1: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> for Andy Belk's mentions as well. Uh, yes,
0: yeah, that I, was I, it. I, I, Andy I Belk's absolutely pal- Surely he's, un- he's taking Twitter off his phone.
2: Come on. like I don't understand wait. why they tweet him though. Like he just he just recommends the players. Like I <laughs> as, as far as it's gone at QPR, I think we should all be well aware at this point that he's I've suggested a lot of players that have not come in. So I don't think he's the be all and end all of recruitment at this point.
0: Yeah, and you know what? It, QPR fans need to sort of learn a lesson is that we are past the days when you could message Tony Fernandez on foot on Twitter and say, uh, I've just played this this player on fifa he seems quite good can we sign him please (laughs) and we've moved on from that believe it or not we have actually moved on
2: so you know i can't believe it ever happened (laughs) i still can't believe it's real
0: right so keep your play at the weekend as they some sometimes do we played on sky like they also sometimes do but they also lost on sky like we always do uh but nice to do it on a Sunday. Why were you we doing it? Why were we playing on Sunday? Who knows? At because lunchtime as well. At lunchtime. Why? What? Why did that have to happen? Why is it happening again in two weeks? Like, I told my friend, I offered, I, I told you about these a couple of weeks, ago. I offered these tickets because I couldn't get to the game to a couple of friends and they just looked at me sort of like with panic in their eyes at the thought that they might have to go and see QPR. The second in the one was why are you playing on a Sunday? You don't play on a Sunday. Um, but, you know, did you, did you go on Sunday? I didn't. I watched
2: it on Sky from my house, okay. and then I had to go somewhere else. Well, I think the important thing to note is, um, if you go to games, it doesn't matter whether you think it's convenient or not for you. It's about whether Sky does. <laughs> That's who's really important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't care Just... what's convenient for you. Just a, just a bones pick
0: with Sky. It had, again, with rescheduling fixtures, but they didn't bother to bid for the test series in India for the cricket, and now I can't watch that because my family because we don't have BT Sports. So thanks, Sky. I don't pay for it, but I know my dad pays for it, and he's not happy about it. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, bad results, decent performance. Ultimately, though with I think is it less than 20 games to go now is it too late for these sort of games where you come out of it thinking ah that's really annoying because we we've copped up there we've we should have we should have done better than that you know we've shot ourselves in the foot not once but twice and then probably attempted a third time to shoot herself in the foot um Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: even though we played possibly the better football were we the better team like you know is it too late for that kind of performance that kind of game now
2: I wouldn't say it's too late I I think there's two ways to look at this right there's one way of looking at I think this was a lawful words article so I might just be completely paraphrasing but I happen to agree with it the one way to look at it is either this is just a team of players that are low on confidence and just can't get anything right. And are just a little bit hopeless. Um, The other way is, well, this is a side that maybe other than the Millwall and Cardiff games have probably been even competitors, like at very least, if not the better team in each game um, and are slowly improving and defensively from open play look better and are creating the chances, but just can't seem to put them away. Um, or you can look at it in my way, which is that it's probably just a little bit of both, as is always the case. Um, I mean, I was encouraged by the performance. I think, like, obviously it's tough to be encouraged when you lose any game at home. But, like, I wouldn't say we're quite there yet of, oh, like, we... we, we Obviously, we can't keep celebrating taking the moral high ground from games. Like, we, we need some, we need some points at some point. We can keep patting ourselves on the back, but we'll, we'll take uh, the we'll, moral victory. Can we apply a few points
0: on the board? For if that? we
2: took the moral victory, we would have like won the league with Warburton three seasons.
0: We had been the Champions League by now. We'd be the
2: moral Champions League,
0: like <laughs> we'd be moral Champions League winners. But you know who wouldn't be there? <laughs> New, yeah. Newcastle and Man City um, <laughs> Careful, <yeah. laughs> Careful. Uh, Dan in, A bit of a shake up in this game Obviously you've got the return of Willock and Chair from injury and you know sort of Thank God because we can actually start creating Chances again but also You've got Dykes playing a different role um, I don't actually know off the top of my head Has he played in that Kind of position before? I feel like he has I don't think he yeah,
1: um, not to my memory, but I haven't really I haven't watched all the games this season.
0: I think he it, there was a Ainsworth game where he played just off Armstrong. Yeah, and he
2: did. It was Cardiff away, I think.
0: There we go. Uh, he kind of played left wing at the cup in the cup game against Bournemouth. That wasn't yeah. too bad either. So they're clearly you know trying something, trying to figure out what where might he fit in best to try and well squeeze. Armstrong into the side, and we'll probably talk fractionally after this about one of these other three players. But you know, you when you're trying to fit Chair, Willock, Armstrong, Dykes, and Paul Smith into a team, you've got to get a little bit funky with your with your solutions. But obviously, this is why we're sending a desire away on, out on lane because we've got Lyndon Dykes, who's clearly a perfect central midfielder, we don't need we don't need
1: andre diaz well yeah you can look at it that way i admittedly admittedly i thought when the lineups were announced we might play like a kind of 4 triple 2 but um no it was a 4-2-3-1 um i mean willock was the one kind of in that game that was was ineffective um but he was playing off the right so i guess you can cut him in a little bit of slack but um the difference between him and smith in the second half was a uh, was Quite vast. Um, Smith changed the game, I thought, for us. Um, that bit of pace and directness.
0: How do you think Dykes fared with the new position?
1: I'd say he did all right. I didn't really notice him. I mean, his his link up was probably as good as, as normal. Um, yeah, I didn't really notice him doing anything bad, but I didn't think he stood out. I, th- I mean, he took his chance well for, for the goal, but um, yeah, I, I didn't. I thought he was pretty like 6, 7 out of 10 average.
0: Uh, Micah, uh, I think we said this in the group chat uh, whilst the game was going on, but um, yeah, Paul Smith in the starting 11 from now on until the end of time, please.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you say, I have a bit of sympathy for him in the sense that you've got Willock, Dykes, Armstrong, Chair, Smith, you've got to try and fit them all into a team somehow, and I think he tried a few different combinations. I never really thought the Willock thing was anything other than like, okay, I maybe want to like use Smith as fresh legs off the bench for like the last half an hour or so. So like, Willock maybe <laughs> play there, maybe not really. Um, but I mean, I th- I think like that that cameo from Smith shows you realistically, you know not only does he need to start, he might be probably our player of the season thus far. Mm,
0: yeah. That's not
2: even a, that's not a controversial call by any stretch of the imagination. He's been. No, it's not. And it's not in the sense that like, oh, everyone's been so bad that like he is by default. Like everyone has been bad, but like Smith like has actually just been quite good this season. Yeah. So. I, I, think, I think he adds he? Dif-
0: differences on, to the go. side. The fact that he's played out of position for like, 50% of the season to this point. You know, he started the season as a wing back and that wasn't the problem. Paul Smith playing wing back was not the reason why we were losing games. Dan yeah. you had a point to make there.
1: No, I was just going to say I think it does slightly sum us up in a way. I'm not saying he he's been good and he's been deserving of it but I think he's far from the the the, the finished article at this level like his output is still pretty mm um mm-hmm. underwhelming so I think the fact that he is our best player does still I think epitomize how bad we have been this season but that's not that's not trying to take away as much as take away his qualities per se but I mean he has the directness the pace um the effort all that kind of stuff but his crossing at times can be a bit um wayward as as others can.
2: yeah good cross on Saturday because i I'm Took a
1: deflection team. though. That's the only thing I'd say.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but there were a couple. Like, of you like, sound like my dad's dad. Dan. Yeah, honestly. Like,
1: <laughs> no, but I like, it, we it, scored. It did. Can we not be happy? No, I was. <laughs> I'm happy, but like if that the knowing us, if that what didn't take a deflection, it probably hit the front post and like gone out for a goal kick or something like that.
2: Yeah. No. I at times this season I've been really frustrated. I remember um, Bristol City at home. He got himself into so many good crossing positions, and the delivery was under here or over here or didn't beat the first man. Um Obviously, that one for the goal took a deflection on um, on Sunday. Um At the time, I thought, what a cross. And I seen it just like loop up over this guy's foot. And I was like, all right, OK, maybe not. But th- there were a couple other like, yeah, decent There was a
0: decent moments, wasn't there? And that, yeah. like you, Micah, I saw that deflection was like sort of, I put my... My, I closed my eyes and put my fingers in my ears and go la la, 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 la la It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It was a good cross. It was a good cross. <laughs> I, I just want to. I want to believe a little bit. Um, <laughs> Armstrong was a right handful, wasn't he? Right up and until the point where he needs to be a little bit composed and clinical. But oh, that's I think such. that yeah, that will haunt us, won't it? Because that was just before they con- we conceded. I mean, there's two. We have two pretty good chances. Before they score both their goals, there's Armstrong's chance. Um, I mean, it was it just shows how quickly it turns around for QPR because Begovic made that throw, and me and my dad have both gone. That's that's brilliant. That's a brilliant throw. What a, that is fantastic. And I was like, you know what? Yes, yes, this is this is good. And you've got Willock and Armstrong bearing down on their goal with one defender in between them, and you think. We might do it we might take the lead <laughs> you know, and anything can happen at that point um right high up on that list of anything could happen would be uh, maybe it'd be a bit harsh to say willock under hit the pass a little bit it wouldn't i would he say did he look- didn't connect perfectly with it he'll probably be disappointed of that i don't think armstrong was sort of like make was kind of make in the right area as well and then you have that touch like oh the the heartbreaking moment cuz it kind of like the ball goes all over the place you think we might still score and then it then it just doesn't happen of course they go and score at the other end and 5 seconds later i am screaming at the tv for something that begovic has done instead of praising him like it went the only good thing in that armstrong move was begovic's throw
2: and after that it just went all downhill yeah um oh. The thing with Armstrong is like, I I am still pretty convinced that he can be like a not just a good player at this level, but like he's got the physical capability to maybe go on further with the right coaching. I'm sure that will come back and bite me on the ass one day. But like, I watch him and I just get Nunez vibes, which is like, which is like, wow, you are like a threat. Like you're tall, you're you're strong, you're quick man, if you could finish, you'd be so good. And it's like, at Liverpool, you can kind of afford to take that gamble with yeah. Nunes, because there's you've got Salah, you've got Trent, you've got Allison, you've got, I know Jackson they're maybe not, yeah, they, I know they're maybe not quite the same level, but even after that, you've got McAllister, you've got Saboz, like you can kind of like, well, we'll take this risk and see if he ever does become a good finisher. Like, if we are like, 10th, 11th, 12th in the league, which is like, kind of where we've normally kind of found ourselves in the past couple, well, not anymore, but in in the past, you can say, all right, like we'll give this kid a chance. And like, maybe in a season, like he'll come good and become a finisher. It's kind of hard. And I feel bad for him at 20 years old. You're telling him, look, you're still learning your trade. And like, you could be a good player one day. um, But like, we we need you to score 15 goals and keep us in the league. Um, Good luck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) By the way, you can't my, all of last season. You couldn't finish
0: a game of football because you were just like the 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 stand, not the standard, like the sort of like the physical capabilities of playing ninety minutes at championship level was obviously a bit of a shock to the system. Um yeah. But please don't get injured this season as well.
2: <laughs> play, you have to play every game and um, possibly You've ninety minutes. in each game. Up.
0: Yeah, really up bad.
2: Seventieth minute, and then they just sent it back. I was like, come on, there's no one else on the bench. Is I'm he a- only? Um, He's only I've done two
1: minutes all season, and it's the last two games he's played.
0: Oh, I think we're getting a little bit more desperate with Marty, and I don't mind this at all. And maybe it will again come back to bite me, but that kind of situation, I reckon, like they in the past, they would have just taken him off for anyone. Like sort of the the game was it was too new. I think at that point, game's probably gone. He's still been our best player, maybe to that point in the game almost threatening. But even still, like, game's gone, may as well just come off. But he kept him on, sort of like, no, you get back out there. It was the same the week before with um Clark Salter. He went down at some point on 30 minutes. I can't remember who it was against. It wasn't the cup game. It was the game before that. So it must have been Cardiff. And he went down and he kind of, you know, started doing Clark of things. You know, you-, you could feel like the white flag wasn't far off. And he was kind of, you know, limping about a bit. And there were, there must have been someone else on the bench that could have technically played centre back. I think Fox must have been on the bench at that point, but he didn't go off until like the 80th minute. Like, you know, in the past it would have been he was coming off like as soon as that happened. Whereas this time again, it's sort of like, no, you will get out there, you will play. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: I just feel like they're getting a little, just that little bit tougher with them.
2: Or is director performance Ben Williams? Great master plan, which is that we would slowly ramp up, and now we are here in January as the fittest team in the league. Maybe that's no fittest nah. team in the
0: league. Uh you, d-
2: Did you go to the, the Bournemouth game? I know that again, they're a level above us,
0: but that second half, they were knackered. They were absolutely out on their feet, and they <laughs> haven't even really just, done much.
2: <laughs> I'm just putting forward. I'm just putting forward the theory. Rotexo told us that we needed to hire Ben Williams. So, uh, as far as we know, whatever Rotexo says goes.
0: So. Um, no. what would you rather talk about, guys? Uh, Jack Colback or Asmir Begovic? We're going to talk about both. You just get to choose the order in which you do it.
2: I'll let Dan choose. Um,
1: we'll go, we'll go Begovic because I think I'm going to disagree with what you guys will say. Well, I was actually the... going to say, you Getting know, we we were we, we were some lively debate
0: going on in the our generation group chat whilst that game was happening. Um, and I think you know. Anytime you watch UPR, emotions can get the better of you. So, Micah, that first goal, in the moment, me and you both agreed that Begovic should have saved it. Has your yeah. opinion on it mellowed? Has it changed or is it still the same?
2: Right, so because the game was on Skype, people at work have been trying to talk to me about the game all week, right? <laughs> well, I hate that. I absolutely hate <laughs> it's horrible, that. Really. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. It's, like, it's nice when we lose in peace at 3pm on a Saturday. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: It's when they its when they remind you of the score that you've watched the game and sat through and watched it, and they're like, why, why are you trying to tell me this?
2: Well, it,
1: it, well, well, I got I,
0: reminded about the Bournemouth result because obviously at half time that was pretty big news big story, on Soccer it, yeah. Saturday. Like, 2-0 up all of a sudden. And my mate came in and was like, oh, you nearly did it. I was like, oh, can, can, you, always, can you? not?
2: Nearly, <laughs> we nearly do it
0: every we, week. Let's be honest, we didn't really nearly do it in the end. That second half was convincing for Bournemouth. But, Michael, you were saying about Begovic.
2: Um, so this week has been 50-50 split or what uh, people were saying. Oh, Begovic should have saved that. He's over the hill. And people were like, oh, did you think he should have saved that? I thought that was good placement. Um. I personally just remember watching it and just assuming he would just catch the ball. Like I thought it was a good height for him. Yeah, it's in the corner, but like, you know, it's a decent enough height. It's not in the top or bottom corner. It's just kind of in the middle of the goal. So when it went in, me and my dad just kind of looked at each other like, has that gone in? And then it had. Um, so I'm just like, I'm still of the opinion, like, he should did have you, saved. Did I you make it know. to the
0: game, Micah? Or that, uh, no,
2: I didn't make it. It was a Sunday, 12 o'clock. I did not make it to the game. i <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just for balance, he's not here. But Ben Summer
0: also agrees that with Dan that it was like a good finish and that Begovic did should not. And he was in should... the
1: platinum, platinum seats as well. So Ben you.
0: was in the platinum the seats. Best yes, he had the best. <laughs> So he had the best view. Um, but yeah, I think he, Dan and Ben agree. So again, like Mike, it's proving that fifty-fifty split. There's, you know, right down the middle here. Because I'm like you, I just it seemed to move
2: so slowly. Both the ball. And beggar, I I, just just get what are you doing? I get the opinion that, like, if it's not unanimously agreed that it's a howler, then it's not a howler. Mm. Um, I felt like it was slow and a nice height, but there's enough people that either don't think it was a howler or weren't even considering it a howler that makes me think, all right, maybe I'm just being a bit harsh. But I don't think it's a howler,
0: I just think he should save it. I think he should be a lot closer to that. But, Dan. Uh you're gonna to disagree with
1: us. Um, yeah, so I'm just watching it back now. Um I think more than anything, I think we should get quicker out to the ball. Um, <laughs> I think that's no, one no, no, thing we no. can all
0: agree on. <laughs> but
1: yeah. But I'm just watching it back and field field is slow to react. Um, Definitely. and he's the nearest he's the nearest to Livermore. So uh, I think if there's anything, we've got to prevent that first. But no, I think it's a bit harsh to say personally that it's Begovic could do better because I think it is a really good finish. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the second one was obviously harder for him to stocks. So it was at speed and it was um, nice. low-trend. Yeah, yeah, that second one. Second one,
0: I've got it, no
2: complaints. Yeah, I've got yeah, no complaints yeah. about. It's just
0: a gut punch, isn't it? I think in the moment I was angry about it because I was just angry. But then I I, I, I stopped yeah. myself from from writing another message that I could have regretted.
2: I do, of... I do feel the second one. I agree with Dan. I do feel the second one they could have got out to him quicker, but I can't really put blame on. There's so many bodies in the way and it's low and it's hard. You can't really blame Begovic too much for the second one.
0: No, yeah, the the second one is the fact that there's four
2: players. I think it is closest one being Jack. I think it goes
1: through Colbach's legs. Yeah. yeah, I think it just
2: um... catches the bottom of his studs. Yes. Actually, it literally yes. like
1: couldn't couldn't Livermore just taken a divot out of the grass or something like that instead. Doesn't he always score against He always scores. Watford.
2: Yeah, he gets one goal a season and it's always us. I remember when we played West Brom a couple of years ago. He was at West Brom for like a year. He still scored against us. Well, the, the, the commentators, they were going on
0: about, like, he, he can't believe it and stuff like that, you know, in, in because look at his reaction. I'm like, yeah, I know yeah.
1: that. You your, shut your up. Like... Someone, someone tweeted that. I think it was um one of the athletic journals, but his reaction was like he'd... Uh, he played just, for the yeah. club. <laughs>
2: yeah. And it you were so maybe he I, did. May, you know maybe what? he I thinks think he, he did. He, he, he nearly joined under that. Maybe like yes. of, he's yes. another one of those players that should have
1: like we can imagine playing for QPR, but they're yeah. just
2: Yeah. Like him. Gonna, defend, you know, yeah, guys that have surely <laughs> played QPR but never did.
0: <laughs> let let me just um bring up the teams that he's played for. Uh you got okay from 2011 onwards, Ipswich loan, Leeds United loan, 2013 14, Hull City loan. Then, if I if I said 2014 2015 QPR, you'd believe me, wouldn't you?
2: Oh, 100%. I wouldn't even blink, I'd wait for you to say the next club.
0: But it wasn't true. He played for Hull City until 2017, you signed for him permanently. He played for and then he went to West Brom. And, and then, what number, like, the there's he played 206 times at West Brom. That's a lot. He? Really? I thought he was only there
2: for like a year. It's and
1: 216. Yeah, 216 on. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Wikipedia, so
2: it might not He's be he been true. there six years. Six? He was there that long? Jeez. Yeah. I thought like, yeah,
1: yeah, he was
2: maybe like a season
0: and a half. No. So, no. Um, let's talk about a midfielder where his, whose legs have gone, potentially. Um, did Jack he Colback. have legs? Did did he have legs? Yes, because I've seen been? him play against us, and he was actually a good player at one point. He
1: scored, didn't he, last season? Was it no the no, Warburton, yeah. the Warburton season, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, he did. I was at the that last game. minute equaliser. Yeah, I was at that game. It was a good goal. I'm I can... friend, thanks to Scott. I will um,
0: that goal. make the case that it's a pretty easy case. Uh, it actually is it. I think he's got a little bit of competition, but I think Jack Colback is certainly up there for QPR villain of the season, isn't he?
2: Oh, <laughs> we there yet with him?
0: I think I think we're getting close. I think That's this funny. week has turned a lot. You know, you, you, I you, thought what, who's his other nominations? Um, Richards is for some Richards. Richards probably ends up winning it, but nominations wise, Colbach will be in there.
2: Hmm. I know. Uh. Mm, yeah. I, I don't think know, they, some, some of I these yellows look- are getting annoying. Some of these yellows. Yeah. the red cards as well. For yeah. a against there? God, am We're not allowed to throw a Dun in there. Dun and Samfield are not allowed to be in there. Sorry, Balogun <laughs> can, can go in. This uh, pal-,
1: pal-, pal, might be soon because his crosses are pissing me off.
2: His crosses have never been. <laughs> God, done.
1: they. I, I nearly threw my laptop in the floor the other day because he could not <laughs> beat the first man.
2: His crosses have never. I remember when Marty came in and everyone's like, he likes the wing backs to invert. I was like, thank God. When obviously <laughs> Kenneth Powell trying to put a deep cross in the box ever again. Again.
0: What is it with us? Like,
2: what's that free what, kick? You know, when it you talk about like player kick.
0: profiles,
2: is what is part of the recruitment. Alex not cross. Not to interrupt, but Dan's brought up. I forgot about that really deep free kick. Yes, it's bad. What the weekend? It came flying back. Look, I'm I'm never one to be like, I can do this better than a footballer because I respect the, like, profession. But mum's life, I could have taken... I take better free kicks than that on a Sunday <laughs> than pal. That was horrible. And I love Ken. Everyone knows I love Ken. That was horrible. That was painful
0: to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So, going back to Jack Colback, why isn't it working? What What's it what's he not offering? Because, you know, we've gone into that game with... Uh, is it the fact that him and Field basically are just a little bit too similar, a little bit too limited? What is it?
1: I mean, they are, they are for an ideal, probably, Sefante's midfield. Um, I thought Field was all right in possession on Sunday. He had moments. Um, I don't know. I mean, Cole back at the start... I remember at the start of the season, everyone was saying... Um, obviously in possession he's a lot better than phil because you know he's a bit more mobile he can turn better on the ball that kind of stuff he's just he's just very reckless like there's there has to be a there has to be a moment in the game where he has to make a late challenge or um take a booking or something like that i just think it's ingrained in his dna yeah it's um
2: yeah for me it's the recklessness i mean like you, you, you have to know what you're getting to an extent when you get Jack Cole back. It's like you you know what I mean you don't send you don't sign Ben Pearson to like stop giving away fouls You know what I mean? I think like, um
1: I think Ainsworth missed Josh Sko and
2: uh Wickham too much. That's why he brought him in. God that 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 summer window just feels more and more like pointless now. Like with everything that's happened. It's like yeah. It does. Yeah. It's a waste. Um, but I don't know with Colback. Like, I don't know. It's the recklessness stuff for me. Yeah, I hear it that he is he is somewhat similar to Field, and maybe they can't play in a they probably can't play in a mighty Sifuentes we midfield together. Um, but like, there's there's just still some things that like you just expect, and not even just tackling. Sometimes the pass is wayward. Sometimes you don't even know like why he's played a pass that he's made. Um I don't think he's like been particularly great off the ball, which is kind of what I thought we'd bought him for. Um I just I, I, I don't know. It it's hard for me to be too harsh on him because you know like the team's just going for a bad spell at the moment and with the Diselle news it looks like he might be the only other uh, midfielder left. But um
0: well that's I the thing know. you're gonna see a lot more of him. They've, I they've just had
2: can't. No, they. I like, don't like watching him. Right. Well,
0: you're going to have to because. Well, you, no, you don't have to like it, but you're going to have to watch him because they You know, the nature of the contract situation is that he has got oh, a yeah, year on the. That's, that's a joke.
1: That is.
0: Right, but that's how, like Clive said, that's how we got him in. Yeah. You know, he's not. He would have had other offers. I'm fairly certain of that, because yeah. he was actually a capable championship midfielder before this season. But um, mm-hmm. you know what? He probably would have gone. He could have gone elsewhere. And he probably would have played quite well.
2: He'd be unbelievable. He probably,
0: have, he probably would have played against us, and he would have been the most disciplined player going.
2: <laughs> and we'd be Either talking about, would... oh, why, didn't, why didn't we sign him this summer? It, he, was he was a
1: free like... in the summer, for God's sake.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: speaking of transfers, um, we're well, not expecting anything to happen, really, are we? This wow. is wow. Uh... Wow, well, I mean. <laughs> Have you got a little bit of in the no information, Micah? Oh,
2: was, I thought the Diselle thing was Oh, it was no. Dizel thing got reported. Oh, oh yeah, oh. we
1: did that earlier on the pod. We we've covered
2: we? that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was did I was on the off northern northern line. Yeah, I was fighting a train conductor. Sorry guys. I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to offer up an opinion on the matter? Um that that pass against Cardiff was good, wasn't it? <laughs> we mentioned that, well, you enough. Know. <laughs> That's, all the, that's the only thing I saw him do. So uh, there we go. Oh, Middlesbrough I, goal! Middlesbrough goal! Nice goal.
0: There we go. That's the other one. Um, yeah. So I get. I guess. Yeah. Whatever. That's the thing that will happen. It isn't that fun.
2: Can I? Can I pose the question? Yeah. Um, oh, Vertical cool one. So I saw some extremely tedious links to. I think it's Miles Pert Harris at Brentford that used to be at Chelsea. Right. Uh, supposedly, we want him on loan. We're supposedly fighting with Portsmouth and Huddersfield for him because that's where we are now. Um, he was on loan at Forest Green last season, I think. He was on loan at Forest Green. I believe he's a attacking
1: midfielder. Yeah, like an eight, number eight, number 10.
2: What, what do we all think about um, that potential? Should we be looking at that type of player? Should we be looking for a striker? Should we be looking for a centre-back? Uh, we
0: could be looking for all oh, three, really, couldn't we? Like, we don't create good chances, we don't. Keep I, I'm assuming this out, will be the one I'm, this will be
2: one, I'm assuming this will be the one incoming, right? So, like, if you had one incoming, would you be looking at a creative midfielder? No,
1: I wouldn't you say wouldn't. no, I'd say no, just because just the amount of attackers we already spoke about, we've got in that front four that we can fit in. Do we really need another one that can,
0: yeah. I mm-hmm. think you need another option instead of Dykes or Armstrong. Um, which is, is just, which, you know, that's just would have been really nice for that to happen. But like, it, Marty has improved us in certain aspects. So, you, you know, it stands to reason that if he had a consistent uh, period with Willock and chair that, you know, he could get them playing better.
2: Yeah, I, I just wonder. I, I, I my stats knowledge is is just, just nowhere near close to Dan's. Um but like I have seen a few people post some stats about like our supposed improvement and talk about that actually like we're not really creating good chances and maybe like the key to unlocking dykes and Armstrong is a more creative player. Admittedly I, I felt more strongly about this before I seen Armstrong miss those two one on ones um <laughs> than than um afterwards. But um, I don't know. I, I just get the impression sometimes the way Chair creates, like he's a creative player, but he's quite he kind of creates the same way coming off that left and that inside half space, and and Willock seems to become more of a I don't know, more of like a goal threat more so than a creative player. Like, I would it be my one signing? Probably not my one signing. Um, but I I I do wonder. Like, would it be the worst thing? I do hear the formation argument yeah. coming up enough players, but wouldn't it be the worst thing? I think I any mean, it's, it's a slight jump
1: fresh. though. The only the only thing I'd say sorry Alex, the only the only thing I'd say is um with the guy that we're supposed supposedly linked with, he was in a, a team that were pretty doomed for relegation in League One up against it, and now he's got to jump up a league and do it up against it in the championship. That's that's my one.
2: Yeah, true yeah yeah, yeah. That's I guess a fair thinking. caveat. I think maybe not the player, maybe the type of player. I, I don't know enough yeah. to give finite. An anyway,
0: we are running out of time on this podcast, and people other than me have started asking questions, which I find abhorrent. Um, let Let's just quickly matchwornshirt.com, uh, <laughs> our favorite favorite website, and one of the best segments in this podcast. If I don't, it's been done name?
1: since I last did it. Or
0: it hasn't. So with oh, your wait, return, you... we have to do it. So there is a live auction going on. You have eight days left to secure yourself one of the match worn shirts from the Watford game. Um, yes. Why would you? I want. Don't back. know. Um, well, <laughs> who do you think I'm going to ask about? Can I just say <laughs> as well? Look, we we we're not t- making fun of people donating to charity here. What we're making fun of is people that are spending extortionate amounts on very average QPR footballers' match-worn shirts. The point that we're trying to make is, if you've got a couple of hundred quid to spend, and you feel like you can give that to charity, just give it to charity. You don't have to buy the QPR shirts. Jack Colback, then, versus Watford. <laughs> live live auction. Yes. Um...
2: What... what... What is the current bid, do you think? I'm going to say, based off some of the ridiculous figures in the last one, I'm going to say £400. You're you way, way, way higher than what it, sh- what it is. You've oh, got well, to I drop have... down. you got to drop down. Oh, okay. That gives me some hope for the world.
0: Can I just say, that on the where the money goes section, it says it proceeds to go to club development. Which club? GPR, your...
2: <laughs> this is how we're raising money for a striker. <laughs> oh dear, um, what sponsorship money? Any, yeah, uh, don't worry about sponsorship money. We've got a match worn, sweaty Jack Colback shirt for you. Yeah. It yeah. comes washed. <laughs> well, you know, do we so. know that though? Have you bought one? Do we know no. that? I I I'll one. have to one day. I'll have to.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Dan, do you want to? submit a guess
1: um 65 pound
0: no uh jack Colback shirt is currently going for 115 pounds that's a
1: current that? bid it's actually
0: uh, not same
1: compared to my... that's some expensive toilet paper
0: <laughs> 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 eight days left to bid on that and your next minimum bid is 140 pounds uh <laughs> That's a that's a hell of an increase.
1: 25 quid more.
0: <coughs> let's swap. Let's keep it um, in the theme of midfielders. Uh, Elijah Dixon Bonner.
2: Yes. I'm His shirt's currently point going.
0: Point. How much are you paying for this, Micah? Or how much
2: is someone paying for it currently? How much am I paying? Or how much is the bid? Because those How are much is the bid? Because I'd pay the thousands. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, did you see? Um, yeah, to- Ian Wright. That's his godfather. It's his godfather. It's his wow. godfather. Yes. We're gonna Does get him right want- down the bush.
0: Does he want to um you know come out of retirement?
2: God. I would still have that instinct. You know he would. I <laughs> somebody would make that joke. Dixon Bonnet against who? Against who? Watford. Not that against oh, these these are all the Watford game. Yeah, if Colback's one, what was Colback one, 115. 115, I'll say
1: 85 for Dixon Bonner. Yeah, I was gonna go done. 70. Oh, 89 is a current oh. bid.
2: Oh.
0: Mikey, if I could give you the shirt, I would. Um, if I could take the shirt, I would.
1: The next <laughs> bid will be like 110.
0: That... Yeah. That yeah, the next bid is one hundred and fourteen pounds. Uh, if, if you, you ask want to ask bid the for
2: it, you can't just give him the, the, the point. Like you got to ask the question. What you like the next? Oh oh, the next bid for the um. Yeah, yeah no, we're winner. not. Yeah
1: no. 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 <laughs> <I don't laughs> <think> this <laughs> game very competitively. <laughs>
0: God, this, this shirt is currently going to someone in Germany. I could. Uh, that's what I could tell you. Someone in Germany. Yeah, yes. Copied. Um, on Tuesday evening at 9:30 at night, put a bid in for this. And again, people, you've got better things to do with your time. Uh, been watching, <laughs> Find them and, them and do them. Dixon
2: Bonner compilations. <laughs> you can't blame um, a man for buying a shirt after seeing a Dixon Bonner compilation. Like, did you see him knuckleball the corner against Watford? on, on yeah, Michael. You didn't finished? shut up about it in the chat. I've seen, <laughs> I have never seen that in my life. A knuckleball corner.
0: <laughs> the man, the man is the goat. Let's be honest. Um, last thing, then, uh, very quickly, Asmir Begovic versus Watford. How much is the current
2: bid? One fifty. Micah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume it's a bit lower. I'm gonna assume the bidders, much like the person whose shirt it is, were slow to get across. So I'm gonna oh. say eighty pounds. <laughs> 147
0: pounds. Ooh, Wait, was that, did I say
1: 150?
0: Yeah, well done. You got the point for that one. The next bid you'd ha if you want to buy that shirt, the next bid is 172 pounds. This one's currently heading to someone in Australia and he fought off competition from someone in Cyprus and the UK. It's for yes. that.
2: God. So these people
1: think our club's historic, I bet you.
0: <laughs> it's Reggie Cannon, buy them all. <laughs> right. Thank you very much. Uh, everyone for listening uh, just remember it is January and if we are searching for a striker just think back to 2014 think of that January transfer window the amount of strikers we signed then because I've been thinking about that a lot for my program column this week <laughs> and I'll say I'll leave you with this this is how I ended the, the column Modiba Maiga would play just eight games and score once Will Keane never scored for us De Torre never even played for us signing strikers in january isn't all it's cracked up to be micah dan thank you very much for coming on we've got very limited time in the zoom call so until next time come when you ask.